the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our worldwide audience for another episode of the Rescuers Radio Show, heard every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360 and faithtalk1360.com. Please go to the rescuersradioshow.org website. You'll can listen to all the shows on podcast once it airs on the radio station. And this is a listener-guided show, so there's a red button you can see. It says Donate if you'd like to do that. So take uh, check that out sometime. So my guest uh, I'm really excited about having on is Doug Mummert, and formerly served 36 years on the Phoenix Fire Department and presently serving as president and chairman of the board of the department's nonprofit arm, the Phoenix Fire Foundation. Hi, Doug. Hello there. It's great to be here today. <laughs> we can move up just a little bit there. But uh, I know you've got radio experience in your background, so you know a lot about this. Uh, hey, before we um, before we begin with your backstory, uh, let's let's take a little time and tell us about our, our audience. Always likes to likes to know more about our guests. So, uh, how did you get to this point in your life? Well, that's a long story and a loaded, a loaded question, but uh, I'll try to... Uh, we don't get, want to burn all our time I'll right try to, I'll give you a, a condensed elevator pitch here. So uh, I was uh, born in California and moved to Arizona as a child, just like a lot of other people probably that, that live in Arizona, and uh, went to school here, hit all the grade schools, the high school, couple, <laughs> let's see, three or four colleges. Uh, much like you, I was a uh, uh, alumni of the Community College of the Air Force as well. Amen, yeah. And uh, I joined the uh, fire department after spending four years in the Air Force and rose up through the ranks, did a lot of things, and got a lot of great experience helping a lot of people and learning a lot along the way and meeting some great people. And uh, one of my gigs was producing television for the fire department and doing the public information officer role for a while. And uh, that led me into some television gigs on the side. And that's how I met you eventually through a combination of my uh, television life yeah. and my uh, public information officer life when you were the uh, 
Grand Poobah of the uh, Arizona Broadcasters Association. So it's great to be here. Today. I had a lot of titles. Uh, titles. I'm not sure I had that one. Well, I just anointed <laughs> you with that. So congratulations. Yeah. Back at you. So uh, let, let's first take a look at, at what it's like to be, uh, you know, have that stellar service that you have had with the Phoenix Fire Department over 36 years and all the prestige, prestigious honors that you've received along the way. But uh, give us a capsule of what it was like to being that long, that many years uh, on the front line and as a beginner and all the way to the front lines of the fire department. Well, fortunately for me, I was a firefighter in the military, so I oh, nice. definitely had some experience and a taste for it. But, you know, the funny part about it is when people ask me about my military firefighting career, I said, you know, it was kind of like one of those things where you'd sit around a lot and wait for the big one, you know. And <laughs> the big one didn't come that often, which is great. That's great. But the reason I told them that the big one didn't come very often was I was uh, personally in the Air Force like you. The reason the big one didn't come very often was because if you burnt your house down on the base or you crashed their multi-million dollar aircraft, you were in big trouble. You know, <laughs> yeah. You've heard of a court-martial before? <laughs> there it is. You know, if it wasn't uh, uh, clearly not your fault, you were going to be in big trouble. So, you know, we uh, we were there as a, a safety valve, and we did see our share of action, but it wasn't anything like when I joined the Phoenix Fire Department, which, uh, you know, the Phoenix Fire Department runs uh, thousands and thousands, 100,000 calls a year. Yeah. So you get to see it all, and we always uh, – kind of said, and we'd always tell our police officer buddies, we'd say, you know, when they don't know who to call, then they call the fire department. Yeah. Because, you know, whether we do occasionally get the cats out of the trees, believe it or not, <laughs> the only reason we... And uh, snakes. Yeah, we don't usually <laughs> do the cats in the trees thing is because we would tell people, you don't look up in a tree and see any cat skeletons, do you? They manage to... Uh, they're smarter than we are. They're they get surviving. Down. Yeah, so... Uh, it's been a great ride, a great career, learned a ton, a ton, met a lot of ton of people, and hopefully made a difference. Yeah. Well, uh, and 36 years of it, that that's that's a long run. Yeah, I, I like to tell people also that, of course, I started when I was nine years old. I was <laughs> a young-looking recruit, but because, uh, you know, when I do the math, it doesn't quite work out. Let's see, you're in the military. 36 <laughs> yeah. years. How old are you? And uh, so... But, you know, it flew by in the blink of an eye, and I've been retired now for uh, seven years, and that's flown by even faster. But uh, on day one of my retirement, uh, the fire chief asked me if I would head up a nonprofit for the uh, fire department. And the good news was we already had one, but it was kind of been in hiatus a little bit because of the 2008 downturn in the economy. Yep. Uh, Things got kind of tough, and, you know, we had to do some reductions in force and some different things. So we were in the uh, survival mode, if you will, which yeah. is uh, kind of the mode we're always in, <laughs> but even more than usual. So um, one thing led to another. We rebranded uh, our former nonprofit to the Phoenix Fire Foundation. It used to be called FirePal. The, uh, yeah, I noticed that. The, uh, public, the PAL was an acronym for Public Awareness League. Okay. And it had started in the mid-'80s when the uh, drowning issue 
really became a very serious problem here in the valley and throughout the state. Is that about the time when the uh, the message was two minutes? Uh, two minutes is too, too long, long was yeah. kind of a uh, allied message. Yeah. Ours was just a few seconds. Okay, good. And it was a the pre-runner and probably the first uh, drowning message that was widely out there. And I'm sure through your... Uh, Earlier days of uh, the Arizona Broadcast Association, yeah. you probably knew of Steve Jensen. Yes. And he was our public information officer yes. at the time, and he worked with our fire chief, Alan Brunacini, to come up with that campaign. Yeah, yeah, I remember both of them. And uh, Andy Hill was your counterpart with the police That's department, right? right? And yeah. a great guy, and yeah. Yeah, he's still out there like you and I are making a difference. <laughs> so... Um, so let, let's talk about uh, the foundation and l- t- tell us about the mission and uh, service. And, and you have a long list of programs that you guys are responsible for. We try to keep busy, and uh, <laughs> our main goal is to support the Phoenix Fire Department, of course, but we also support emergency agencies and citizens throughout the region and even the state and even out of the state and around the country, even internationally occasionally mm-hmm. through just uh, things that come up, you know, when you want to make a difference and you uh, do the right thing. So uh, Phoenix firefighters just in the city of Phoenix, they uh, respond to approximately 27 right now as of this day, approximately 27 emergency calls every hour of the day. So, you know, that's day or night, do the math. Of course, it's a little little quieter, which we like in the middle of the night, so we can take a little nap ourselves <laughs> in between calls. But uh, that adds up to uh, about 240,000 calls a year just wow. in Phoenix. But uh, we cover about 517 uh, square miles in the city of Phoenix and about 1.8 million people that we protect. Now, that's all great, and those are big numbers, and we do some great work there. But we also through our regional dispatch center, we dispatch for uh, about 26 agencies throughout the valley. So when you think of, well, who dispatches the fire department in Scottsdale? That's Phoenix. Who dispatches for Glendale? That's Phoenix. You can do the math. 26 agencies around the area. You can see that the vast majority are uh, working with the Phoenix Fire Department, and we have a system called the Mutual and Automatic Aid System. So we don't see any boundaries, and I'm sure if you're having an emergency at your house, you don't care what that fire department (laughs) truck says when it pulls up. Does it say Tempe Fire Department on it? Does it say Surprise Fire Department? You know, you don't care. You just want help. We used to say back in the old days, we'd say, we're better than Domino's because they might get a pizza to you in about 30 minutes, but we'll get four people to your house in about five minutes. <laughs> so that's that's a pretty good service. That's great. Well, through all your time with the fire department, you've you've received some high honors. Well, what's one or two? Well, or three or four or five. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm not the only one. I think it's just a uh, a benefit or a, a cost of doing business, if you will, because yeah. you know when you're out there at the firehouse and you're we we work a schedule in phoenix of 24 hours off and 48 hours off well in a 24-hour period you're going to run into a lot of uh interesting calls (laughs) and you're going to get to help a lot of people and save some lives hopefully along the way so you had the title of chief for a while right 
Yep, the last, let's see, I became a chief in 2003 and retired in 2015. So, you know, the fire department is really like any other big organization. We have a hierarchy and we have a management team. And so we have the fire chief. I wasn't the fire chief, but like I said earlier, the fire chief was uh, Chief Brunacini. And then he was followed by uh, Chief Bob Kahn. And uh, he was followed by Chief Kara Cockbrenner, who is the one that asked me to do the uh, nonprofit. And now she has uh, since retired. And uh, our fairly new chief is Chief Michael Duran. And uh, he's a great guy and he's doing a great job. So, you know, we we do receive some accolades, but, you know, we we take it with a grain of salt because hopefully anybody that was in our position who was well-trained and in the right place at the right time or the wrong place at the wrong time, <laughs> however you want to look at it, would, you know, reach out, stand up, and do the right thing. The fire department also has been known to go to other states to help with wildfires, right? We have a uh, wildfire team. Those are called uh, red card firefighters. They have to be certified for wildland firefighting. We do have that. We we send firefighters throughout our state and other states at times. And we also have the uh, FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency's Urban Search and Rescue Team. We were one of the first ones to do that back in the uh, last century, if you can think back that long. (laughs) And uh, there's... uh, only a handful of teams throughout the country to handle everything mm-hmm. from 9-11 type terrorist attacks to hurricanes and uh, earthquakes and things of that nature. Wow. So uh, if you're late getting into the uh, Rescuers radio show uh, today, it's uh, my guest is uh, Doug Melmert, 36-year veteran from the Phoenix Fire Department and uh, now the president and uh, chairman of the board of the Firemen's um, Foundation. You also have or presently serve on national and regional boards of directors. Uh, I know there's an awful lot. You're in a long list of of organizations. Uh, How about sharing a couple of your favorites or or let's talk about that? Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people have uh, the servant's heart that are in the uh, public safety business, if you will. And uh, some of my favorite things I did when I was on the department for uh, the charity world was I was the department's uh, United Way uh, person for uh, many years. And uh, firefighters are very generous, as well as a lot of people are. And uh, I had the boots. Yeah. 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 We have that. That's the Muscular Dystrophy Association and then through the – International Association of Firefighters, and I'm sure you've all seen the uh, fill the boot firefighters at the local yeah. stores. Yeah. And uh, the firefighters raise more money for MDA than any other organization. Oh. But, you know, it's because of people like your listeners that are contributing when we're out there. Uh, we're just a conduit, and we're proud to do it and happy to do it to get that money to the kids that need it in that case. But uh, I headed up the city's United Way campaign a couple of times, I think in 2008 and 2013, where we raised, well, in excess of a million dollars each time for local and regional charities. But uh, I think some of the things you're talking about that I do now is I 
uh, serve on the board of the Arizona Search Dogs. We provide the dogs. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, we provide the dogs, the search dogs, both live find and cadaver dogs for uh, the FEMA team. And we, uh, it's, we're a nonprofit, and we uh, provide the dogs for the trainers to uh, go out and effect these rescues on those uh, incidents I was talking about earlier. So uh, I also have, I said I had my hands in television. I work with the Emmy Awards, both yeah. regionally <laughs> and nationally. Well, that really stands out because someone with your background, how did that happen? Well, that was just one of my assignments when I worked for the fire department. It yeah. started out when I got injured and I had to go on light duty for a month. Ah. Uh, I got assigned to the safety section and the chief there, Michael Ingalina, he said, Doug, we need a safety video that the troops will be able to watch and be able to uh, enjoy enough to tune into it and pay attention. And, you know. <laughs> Me being a firefighter, I knew, like, man, we have short attention spans. You know? <laughs> We're, and, you know, the majority of us are men. We have a lot of great women, but the majority of us are still men. And guys, you know, we're just like, we change our mind, change the channel, you know, surf those channels. So I knew I had to do something. So uh, I worked on a music video. This was back more in the MTV music video okay. days. And there was a song called Men Without Hats, and they had a, uh, a group called Men Without Hats, and they had a song called The Safety Dance. So I took some artistic <laughs> license, and since it was internal, we could get away with uh, using that music. I know there's rules about that, so of course we never aired it or played it in public or anything like that, but we uh, made a, uh, a hard-hitting safety video that the the uh, firefighters could uh, not only learn something from, but enjoy. Did you get an Emmy for that? I did not, but, <laughs> I, but I have since had a couple of Emmy nominations for some other work nice. that, that I've done or been involved with, and uh, but I have not won one yet. Well, it's kind of fun. <laughs> it is. It's a lot of fun. So um, you, you serve on, on the National Academy of uh, Television Arts and Sciences Foundation, and and also for the Rocky Mountain Emmy Foundation. So uh, so you have national, and then you have the more local things, right? Yep. So Both radio and TV. National is uh, a, a big uh, enchilada, if you will. We have uh, 19 <laughs> chapters and a handful of Emmy shows that we, uh, you know, uh, execute. So on the, on the West Coast, they have the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences, which does the primetime Emmys. And then the East Coast in New York, we have the National Academy, and they do everything else from the daytime Emmys, news and docs, sports, technology, engineering, uh, children and families Emmys, and then 19 chapters just like the Rocky Mountain Emmys. Oh, okay. It's a big, I, I didn't it's a big organization with a lot of uh, members of the Academy. Yeah, absolutely. Um so uh, I, I came across something when I was going through your materials, uh, uh, Phoenix Fireworks. Phoenix Fireworks, yes. Uh, Phoenix Fireworks was an award-winning program that we produced for the city of Phoenix, and that aired on uh, several different outlets, including the Fe uh, city of Phoenix's cable station. And uh, it won uh, quite a few awards and was nominated for some as well. And it was a great way to get our message out to the public, much like you do here, only in the video form. Okay, and in detail, is it deeper than that, or is that 
Oh, every, every, they were half-hour yeah. shows, and okay. they came out uh, quarterly. Okay. And they uh, were very high production value, and they can be found on the Internet uh, occasionally. We have a YouTube channel and things of that nature if anybody yeah. wants to look <laughs> into it. And uh, while I mention in the Internet, I always have to drop phoenixfirefoundation.org is where you can learn everything about the Fire Foundation and more about the fire department by going there and doing a little surfing. That's great. Um, you have been very close since the late 90s with the Hall of Flame. George Getz uh, was the originator, I believe. Uh, I know that name because when I was running uh, radio stations, KAAA and KZZ, up in Kingman, Arizona, back in the 80s, we had our FM tower on a Getz Mountain site in the Wallapai Mountains. <laughs> that was my closeness to George uh, George Guts. George, yeah, he was. Talk about the Hall of Flame. Yeah, George was an amazing man, and his son has uh, picked up where George left off. He uh, is the head of the nonprofit that owns and runs the Hall of Flame, and they hired a retired Glendale Fire Chief Chuck Montgomery to uh, run the Hall of Flame after the last. Uh, um, curator of the museum, Dr. Peter Malloy, retired a couple of years back, and uh, Chuck's just doing a great job, and we at the fire department, we love the museum because, I mean, it's in Phoenix. It's one of the best fire museums and museums in the world, and it's right here just over on the border of Phoenix and Tempe by the old uh, uh, Phoenix Muni Stadium area and where the Phoenix Zoo is and where Legend City used to be. So that's dating myself. (laughs) That goes way back. (laughs) I highly recommend that you go there. Yeah. Uh, The Hall of Flame Fire Museum. Uh, I recommend it to people. It's a great place to take kids. They have fire equipment from way back from like day one almost. Wow. So, um, and you weren't on that one. Now, uh, people have uh, asked me that question before, but I do have a few gray hairs. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think we have that in common here. So, uh, wow. So, um, you know, if I remember right, Mr. Getz was also the chairman of Santa Fe uh, Railroad at one time. He had an amazing life yeah. and uh, a lot of interest and he actually started this fire museum where he lived back east and then moved it out here because this is a great place for uh, yeah. automobile museums because we don't have to deal with all the foul weather. You know, you, yeah. they always say you don't have to shovel sunshine. We have plenty of that, <laughs> <That's> right? right. <laughs> but yeah, great guy. And uh, the Hall of Flame. It's open year-round. Uh, it is. And yeah. we have... Uh, an installment there along with the Arizona Burn Foundation to teach kids about fire safety to oh. prevent burn injuries and uh, fire injuries and deaths. So uh, so do you do just, that through schools or yes. how, how do you get the education yep. out on that? Yep. The fire department has always had a school program. It's called Learn Not to Burn an Urban Survival because we don't just teach the kids about fire safety. There's a lot more to it as far as like babysitter safety and uh, – you know, stranger danger type stuff yeah. and how to call 911. So that's where we coined it urban survival because this is an urban area here in the Phoenix area. And we wanted the kids to have a well-rounded uh, knowledge of the pool and drowning 
type safety and mountain hiking safety, gun safety, you name it. We cover it all, and the Hall of Flame is a partner in that, and so is the Arizona Burn Foundation. And many of the programs that are on the website we talked about are on there, such as uh, smoke alarms and fire alarms, uh, carbon monoxide alarms, gun safety, child uh, seat car safety. There's all kinds of information on there, and we support all those types of programs. Wow. So the foundation has a long list of, of programs, uh, community-wise, statewide. Uh, it's, it's a good number, and, and a lot of I'm, – I'm, I'm sure that there's people listening right now that aren't aware of half of what the, the department is about, let alone the foundation. Yeah, I think it's a a great segue into covering a few of the highlights on that. Uh, For instance, our baby shots vaccination programs, we give out free shots to children all over the area. They don't have to live in the city of Phoenix. They just show up at one of our events. They're staffed by fire department, paramedics, and nurses, and they uh, give the the vaccinations and recorded into a shot record for the child. We have the car seat safety program. And I mean, anybody that's ever installed a car seat knows that that's no easy. <laughs> no. So. I have had that exercise. So uh, I have a seven-year-old and a almost four-year-old grandchildren here in the, in the valley. Yeah. So, so you deal with those. We're in our last couple of minutes. Um, and uh, go ahead with a final thought there because I think it's really important like you said, we have a lot of programs yeah. that we support for the fire department, and people can go to our website, phoenixfirefoundation.org, and click on the program tab and learn more about those. And if any of those services are of interest to your listeners, they can learn more about them there. Good. And like the, the Hall of Flame, they have their own uh website, I would think. They maybe. do, and we have a link to that website on our <laughs> page as well. So uh, we try to be all-inclusive and uh, cover everything of interest to the people that are interested in our business, and I hope everybody is because I have an old saying, and it's make safety first and make it last. Like that, like that. Well, Doug uh, Mermert, uh, you are a rescuer, my friend. God bless, God's blessings on you, and thank you for being on the show today. Well, thank you for having me and uh, showcasing what the local firefighters and the foundation do. Thank you very much. God bless. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.